0: Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam Build Fighters and decided to reconquer the next real Gundam series. My name is Jeremy.
1: I can transform from a slightly stupid craft to a slightly less stupid craft. I'm Tyler.
2: I haven't recently killed my own instructor. My name is Zach. Recently (laughs) is the operative word. Recently, yes. So,
0: like, th- this is a spoiler for future content, but I want to do before the Gundam Seed movie comes out, I want to do a scene where we uh, talk about what we think will happen and what we think won't happen and make bingo cards for each of us based on that. <laughs> and do we think Mulaflaga is going to die in that movie? Is he Mulaflaga again at this point? I th- He gets his memories back at the end of Destiny, right?
1: Does he? I honestly can't remember. I I assumed he just like learned to live with I don't his think new it,
0: no, remember he made the impossible possible. He he blocked the Lohengrin or the Tonhauser the with his cool golden mobile suit, and then remember that time he blocked the the Lohengrin with his mobile suit that was not cool in gold, and thus he exploded? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, yeah, he, you're so right. He got,
2: and I got it, give him his memories back. Yeah, you're right. Um
0: hmm.
1: No you don't think Flaga is gonna die? Um, we get questions on whether or not Moola is even in this. Is Andrew Walfelt back with his Mega Man arm? That's on my bingo card. Andrew Walfelt returns with Mega Man arm.
0: I want the Costa question mark to just be on there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, the big bad of the, of that movie will be uh, Andrew Waltfeld's wife back from the grave out for revenge because Andrew Waltfeld's shacking up with Maru.
0: Oh, because he's, he's in a happy threesome relationship with Maru and Moo.
2: Yes, <laughs> and not and no longer mourning her.
0: The, the Costas, their maid, <laughs> but not in a sexy way. He doesn't get to join, just in a practical way. And yet, weirdly, he's still into it. Uh, no, no, he would just be beleaguered.
2: <laughs> I feel like he only is ever doing that on like the weekends when he's not operating as Lacus's spy master.
0: Oh no, he he's on Earth as the Zaf spy master. That's his cover. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we are watching episode 6 of Reconquista in G this week. Delinson, a fearsome foe. Before we get to that, there's a couple things I want to talk about. First, I usually do this 5 episodes in, but as I've said a couple times, none of us have ever seen Reconquista in G, so I wasn't really sure how to lead the conversation. But as we're now 6 episodes in, how are we temperature check wise on Reconquista in G?
2: I personally am probably a little bit on the lukewarm side. This one kind of has the uh, episodic problem where every episode, I mean, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. Every episode feels very standalone, but here, especially with a character that has a name and everything like that, I kind of wish we'd had a little bit more of a buildup towards this instead of it feeling like, okay, the first half of the episode is basically Bellary, Noreto and Roraya planning on escaping. And then, The second half is just acing Dellinson and it's just like, all right, I get what you're saying. It's weird to say I, I agree with you mostly, but
0: I'm comparing it to Gundam Wing, which I'm watching with Kevin and you can listen to that on the Patreon. We're nearly done. And Gundam Wing is so much more episodic than this. It, this feels like it has way more of a through narrative in a lot of ways. That is wild for me to hear <laughs> because, like, there's stuff you remember happening in Gundam Wing, right? It, hey, remember how at the end they put Hero and Troas Data and the Mercurius and V8 and their mobile dolls for a bit? Yeah, that's just one episode where that happens. It's at the beginning. Dorothy is like, "Oh, we have these cool mobile dolls," and then at the end of the episode, two is like, "I destroyed those cool mobile dolls. We will never <laughs> speak of them again."
2: I mean, obviously, there's a there's a through line here. It's just maybe it's because I want more like uh, you know Gundam Seed and all that, where everything has felt more like it's building on everything else. Whereas this one, for whatever reason, doesn't. Each episode doesn't feel like it's building on the one before it. Uh, What are your feelings, Tyler? I think also, Luke,
1: like, okay, my problem is I think this is not a bad show, but I actually like it fairly well, which is a weird place for me to be. I think my biggest problem with it is. Similar to Zach, like, lack of consistency and, like, narrative structure. I don't know. It's hard to tell yeah, what's...
0: Like, like, what is the problem with the series? Because I think I've put my finger on it, but I'm not totally sure. And so I want to kind of go it. For, for me, that.
1: there are t- two big things. One is that uh, the pacing is... All, like, it's Monster of the Week pacing. And I did not come to Gundam for Monster of the Week. Um, and two, the episodes don't... Like, I don't understand what is being built towards... Like, what is the theme? What's the what are the character motivations? What are we trying to do here?
0: You're close to where I think I am, Zach. You, I assume you're going to say something. What do you think the problem is?
2: Well, one thing that that keeps coming to mind for me is like these guys place a so, these pirates place a so weirdly large amount of faith in this capital Guard cadet that is not on your side. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, Tyler, you said character motivations, and I was mulling that over because I thought that's where it was, but I think I understand all of the characters' motivations except for Colonel Compa, and I think the series is deliberately making him mysterious, right?
1: Yeah, like, we we understand that Bellery wants to spy on the pirates and then return to the Capitol Guard, but he also he feels, like, compelled—like, in isolation, it makes sense. All these characters' actions, with respect to all the other characters' actions— make no sense is really the problem. <laughs> I
0: think what I've landed on is I don't understand what the stakes are of and NG on any level. Like that's a good point. Yeah. That is
2: one thing I hadn't internalized. That's a very good point.
0: Like what is the capital guard becoming the capital army mean? What are the stakes for that for anyone involved? And they've like, like
1: hinted at this being a bad thing because the people in control of the space elevator should not have a military force, and yet they are creating one. But that is, like, very largely implied and
0: never explicitly stated. Yeah, like, we don't even know what the stakes are from the point of view of their religion, right? Yeah. And, like, what are the stakes of the Armarian attack that they are staging and preparing for on the elevator? How does that affect the war with Godwin? A few episodes ago, Bellary's mom was like, hey, we have to suspend their... Supply of photon batteries to punish them. Like, what are the stakes of that? Is that something Amaria was prepared, like, anticipated and prepared for in some way? Uh, that was kind of dropped, so maybe it's a weird thing to harp on. But like, what are the stakes for Bellry? Because we, we keep talking about the weird prisoner thing, right? What are the stakes to being imprisoned? Is even a thing that we can't really <laughs> figure out,
2: right? They have vaguely thrown around the term taboo a couple of times, but the problem is. I'm not wholly sure what the taboo actually is. It's something
1: about using the space elevator for military purposes. That's well, that all I know. That seems to
2: be what it is, but at the same time, like that's me taking a guess. They haven't actually come out and said what it is, because there's also been a couple of things that have implied like just them having... A military is a taboo. I think it's about development of technology is there's also that implication
0: I've always got about and there are probably multiple taboos but when they talk about violating the taboo that's the one I always assume they're talking about because it's usually in reference to mobile suit development and back to that I don't even understand what the stakes of the G self are right. I'm not even sure is it a better mobile suit than the average one. Like, it seems better than a case this, right? But is it better than what the capital army is building? Is it better than, like, the GR Kane? We don't really know what it can do in such a way that when it does stuff, I'm not sure as an audience member if I'm supposed to be surprised it can do that or not. Well,
1: yeah, and that's the other thing, is that, like, the GR Kane is also s- presented, and the Montero, are both presented as, like, bespoke. On the,
2: same eve- on the same keel as it?
1: Yeah, essentially. So, like, why do we... Why do we care about the G-Self? The only thing that it's done that, to my knowledge, is explicitly stated as, wow, that sure is mysterious, is spit out some metal keys.
0: Uh, Its beam sabers may have extended?
1: Yeah, and people are like, wow, those beam sabers... People have commented on its beam sabers multiple times, and I don't know what's special about them other than that one time they stretched.
2: And, I mean, there is the other side of it where they're like, yeah, we built this backpack for the G-Self. It accepts Universal, and so why can't, like, the G.R. Kane carry the backpacks? Well, it's not Universal, obviously. (laughs) But they installed the Universal backpack. Well, that's a fair point. I have no idea. I think what this
1: comes down to, and I think this is why I summarize it initially this way, is that I don't think this is a good show, but I do like it, is uh, Jeremy talked earlier about how he thought people might like this show because it is a very vibes-based show. And man, do I like the vibes of this show a lot, but man, is it, like... I think from a like story writing perspective, it's kind of a mess. So.
0: The more I learn about the setting, the more I want to play a tabletop RPG in it. But it so much really of the show is not setting building. and yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, as opposed to some of the other series, like Build Fighters, at the end of an episode, I generally wanted to watch the next one. This show so far hasn't made me go, oh, that episode was rad. Now I need to see what happens next. That's not a bad thing but it doesn't have the kind of momentum that i usually expect
1: and i think the problem is also like we started this podcast with Gundam Seed which is a show which has excellent pacing on average and this show just doesn't and i like i am fatigued already of how many like oh we're almost having an interesting discussion and then fights happen keeps happening
0: only 20 episodes to go <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think the Well they said it got good at nineteen, remember? So Tomino maybe, said that. Is Tomino, ever...
0: Tomino is the ogre that only tells lies, Zach. <laughs> um
1: Who is the ogre who only tells truths?
0: Uh there is no such ogre. That that's how you can tell the premise is fiction.
2: <laughs> no, it's uh whoever Peter wrote Molyneux. Persona five. There isn't one that tells only the truth. there's just multiples that tell only lies. But you don't realize that <laughs> But they tell different conflicting lies. Yeah, like,
0: each one has a sphere that they always lie about, though. <laughs> I am also kind of fatigued with it, and that worries me for having 20 more episodes to go, because I don't want to turn this into, like I said, a thins thing. I don't want to sell G- Reconquista in G-Short, and I'm not sure all the time how to make interesting content out of it. This kind of leads me into, I watched the first uh, Recco movie, which covers the first six episodes, asterisk. <laughs> we'll get to the asterisk.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask what it was, you'll, but...
0: You'll never guess where the first Reconista in G-Movie ends.
1: Not not at the end of episode six? Oh,
0: certainly not at the end of episode six. Not in the <laughs> middle of episode six either, but not at the beginning of episode six, technically. <laughs> And I wonder, like I said, I, I proposed us maybe going back and watching those. And I wonder just from a like recap perspective, if it's our worth our time to do an episode on the first movie after this. I don't know as a listener if I would want that after this, but also we're ahead enough that we can't ask the listeners what they want. It wouldn't make sense to do this in six episodes when this episode comes out. The movie, like, I, when I was reading, Hey, should I watch the movies or the TV series? Someone's like, the, the pacing of G it lends itself much better to movies. And I don't know if I agree or if I read that and my brain was like, yes, this is true. <laughs> because it it's way less monster of the week and more waves of pacing of like, Oh, there's some slow conversationy bit. And then there's an action scene. And then there's some slow conversationy stuff. And then there's an action scene. Which
1: seems like the better way to do it. I think my problem with these episodes has been is that they all follow the exact same formula on a per-episode basis. which We makes have a them slow
2: bit in the beginning, and then it goes straight into an action scene before we actually get any interesting conversation. Exactly. Yeah,
0: And some of the changes the movie makes, they're very, very few, but they're interesting. I don't necessarily want to go over them if we're going to cover it, but like, what do you think of that idea? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Do you think it's worth doing an episode on?
1: I think it would be good for our sanity to maybe take a break from the regular format of the show and do something else um, in the in between occasionally. But I, I actually like the idea of uh, asking asking our Discord maybe, who all is listening to our Wrecking Geese and G recaps and who would like us to cover the movie as they get covered or as we go through the content that the movie covers? Was that a, a, no, a that made sentence? sense? I
0: don't know how I'm gonna edit it. I understand what you mean. <laughs> I, I can
1: I can say the thing I meant again, but uh, yeah,
2: I think I agree with Tyler. I think it's a fine idea to just kick it to the listeners, you know, the Discord guys, and see what uh, what they think.
0: Okay, that makes this episode very tricky and planning hard, but okay, we can make <laughs> it work. Some of the changes are like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh some of them are things that clearly had to be done for pacing. Uh Killam Nick gets the. It's the shortest possible straw, unfortunately. Uh,
1: that's I love Clem Nick.
0: Yeah, movie Clem Nick is there. <laughs> oh, that's uh, unfortunate. Certainly. But everything, all the other changes are good. Also, maybe my favorite change that I'll spoil for you. Ida's bo- body stocking doesn't show up till she gets on the megafauna. They reanimated her in her prison jumpsuit for all of what would be episode <laughs> three. <laughs> I'm trying to understand why. Continuity? Why was she in the body stocking is the real question, I think.
2: Well, I to get out of
0: the prison the uniform. But... All right. Uh, shall we go ahead and watch episode six? Sure. Yeah. Again, we are watching episode six. Delinson a fearsome foe. You can watch it along, but at what
2: cost, I ask? What cost? About 50 bucks.
0: <laughs> That's too high a cost. You could buy a Miorene statue for that.
2: <laughs> I don't know where you're going for those. <laughs> it didn't say a good one. <laughs>
0: Hey, this time we get a last time on Rekingista in G, where Belry sort of states his motivations. But then I love how even the last time is a slave of the pacing of this show of like some interesting conversation was going on. But then I was trapped in an action sequence
2: and I had to <laughs> do some new bullshit to escape.
1: And it turned into one hellish experience. You're telling me, Bellry. <laughs>
2: We actually start with the megafauna in space. Like, I actually really like its sails there.
1: I'm a little sad that we didn't see it getting to space. Last episode, we cut out on it, like, just going up. And I want to know, like, does it have to use all of its giant-ass thrusters to get into space?
0: Uh, good news. The movie basically adds scenes that are between every episode. And we do see it escaping the Earth's atmosphere. Well, nice.
1: Also, is is the pilot's name, do we learn this episode that her name is Steer? We do, in
0: fact, learn that okay. the pilot's name is Steer this episode. <laughs> that is one of my notes. She also speaks mostly English.
2: I was actually surprised, because when uh, when she actually spoke English, I was like, wow, I, that was actually English. And yeah, no, her couple
1: English voice lines sound basically like a native English speaker, and I, I'm not sure if they're the same voice actor or not, but...
2: Although, at the same time, like, I'm not sure if it's actually the character's name it steer? is
0: capitalized in the do you think it's a position
2: it's Do you possible think we've now just called
0: the helmsman steer <laughs> well I, that
2: could be a that could be a translation thing because it would be it wouldn't be unheard of for like a american captain to call for helm specifically I, to I, give I, orders to the you know the helmsman
0: yeah, but would you capitalize that? I, I, I can solve
1: they... this problem via the Gundam Wiki Because it's actually
2: shortly. a position.
0: I hope they just call the Gunnery Chief Gun. Gun! Point all the guns!
1: Oh, no, that'd be shoot. It's for the action.
0: <laughs> you don't gun, you do shoot.
2: No, you go for guns. It's pluralized, obviously.
0: No, that's that's their tattoos. That's only if they work out that you get to call them guns. I
1: typed in seer, which is not a character that shows up, it turns out.
0: Uh... <laughs> is their last name the ship? Uh, <laughs>
1: or Ingwheel. wheel uh, She has no last name Her first name is Her name is just Steer It the, the Japanese spelling is Suthaya
0: Suthaya
2: <laughs> That's a little better Apparently she's very exhausted from Setting things up to fly in space
0: So the captain's like Hey everybody get ready for a fight We're gonna have one any moment So Naredo is making Ruraya have dental gum but Bellry lectures them on the importance of good dental hygiene and
2: brushing your teeth properly. <laughs> and also, he's actually brushing his teeth.
0: All, all of them have their
1: hair tied up because it's space. Um, I did not recognize Bellry at first.
2: We've seen him like this a couple times in the ending already. But yes, he does look very different.
0: So the narrator's like, Bellry, when do we escape? And Bellry's like, hey, remember how our motivation is that we need to get uh, do some spying and figure out? how many ships the american space fleet has and narrator's like no i don't remember that but i i'm glad that you're finally taking this uh weird kidnapped thing seriously
2: <laughs> although the weird tying their hair back like that doesn't look like it'd be very comfortable in the helmet so
0: that's fair But um,
2: apparently Raya dislikes having the helmet on so
0: ida walks in and like hey did i hear some conspiracy to escape going on in here but bellary's just like uh no the mechanic decided to send me out he makes the personnel choices, right? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'll be going out on the GR cane this time. Unlike the last time, two times when I was out in the GR Arcane. <laughs>
2: well, maybe she, <laughs> she
1: swaps the Montero
0: with Clint. And
2: Naredo is apparently surprised that she's going to do this in space.
1: Well, that's because it couldn't fly last time. They hadn't tested the thrusters on the GR cane. So being out in space might be dangerous if it's not tethered.
0: Also, nobody lets Ida do anything.
1: Also, it, that because because be, she's what are Heime the stakes Sama? of
0: Ida doing
2: something? That's yeah, I don't. But she's the princess.
1: Yeah, she might she might die, and then everyone would be very sad.
0: Cut to Bellry's mom on Earth doing a military inspection, mostly being like, "Why do we have so much military?"
1: On a chicken walker. I already forgot what those are called, but they had a dumb
0: name.
2: And Bellry's Shanks? mom asks yep. the logical question of, "Are all is all this stuff really necessary to deal with a few space pirates?"
0: And what did I call this guy? Peach Lips? Pretty Lips? (laughs) Peach Lips is like, we must defeat the pirates and get Belry back. It's necessary. And some army guys show up to be like, hey, Delison arrived at the Undernut. Isn't this Curbs? This isn't Curbs. No, Curbs. No, the guy in the Jeep. That might be Curbs. Anyway, Belry's mom protests about using the Capitol Tower as a
2: military base.
1: And Peach (laughs) Lips is like, you're so stuck in your ways, old lady. Behind her back.
0: Because she's rushed off.
2: So we go up to the Undernut. Well, they've got uh, Delinson and has those uh, people movers from, you know, basically every Gundam series.
0: So Delinson meets with the other army guy and is like, can we trust the reports from Mask? And he's like, that's why we gave him a mask. <laughs> so we can <laughs> learn from his mistakes. It's like an EXP share. You got
2: all the XP from Mask's fight before. It should. This operation should be perfect.
1: And Delinson is like, man, did he get cocky? I used the elf bowl and I did
0: a great job. Well, Mask got the mass production version of the elf bull. The what was The Elf the, Bullock. Yeah, so it sucks. We know that.
2: And uh Delanson swears that with the operation he will rescue his student Belry Zenem.
0: And I guess those girls.
2: No, we already know he finds them annoying. <laughs> and he might not even know they've been kidnapped based so, on the information that the colonel seems to tell people.
1: So they get off the lift into what I could like a reproduction. Simultaneous old west and Italian town. Oh, they just
0: been... really like spaghetti westerns, and they modeled the Undernut City after them. <laughs> this is Clint emphasis East on Twitopia. the spaghetti.
2: <laughs> and there's a uh, people basically debating whether or not the Capitol Army is worth anything because they were just Capitol Guard people. It's like
0: now they have AK-47s, though, so that makes them an army.
1: <laughs> so I like how they take segways to get here instead of Shanks's.
0: Yeah, shanks don't work in space. Everybody knows that.
1: <laughs> in space, no one can hear you shank.
2: So we see that Bellary's mom is basically chewing people out or trying to chew them out over turning the undernut into a military base.
0: She's being a real Karen about it. And Dellen is is like, don't worry, Karen. I'll get your son back personally. This is the last scene of the movie, by the way. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: Wow. Wow. Anyway, Peach Lips hops on to start yelling at her. So she mutes the video and they have an argument off screen in the background while Delinson is like, anyway, I'm going to go fight some dudes.
2: Yeah, they like, it's weird that we don't hear any of that. It's, it's kind of it's interesting. they showed it to us, but we don't hear any of it.
1: It implies that they're like, they're having open conflict. Although at the end of this, we get a line from her basically being like, good luck Delinson, And she like, seems happy about it. So I, yeah, I don't know.
2: Well, the thing is, we already knew that she was in conflict with that guy before from their confrontation earlier in the episode.
1: Maybe not as open, though. Like, he had hostility towards her, and not necessarily the other way around.
0: So we cut back to the megafauna, where Naredo is trying to get Rariah to keep her space outfit on, and Bellary walks up and is like, hey, the Fry Fryscops are in the hangar. I'm in the one on the back right. You should sneak in there for reasons.
2: <laughs> because they need to escape. Which they won't. reasons.
1: <laughs> I'm wondering if he was planning to at some point, and it just didn't go no, the way he I, wanted. I think-
2: Especially, part well, partly because of uh, what it was at the end of the last episode. But I think the his idea was, yeah, we'll escape now. Although I'm not sure how he was going to do that, considering there's two guys on board the fry shop. Uh, well, two girls can take them out. Nereida's a
0: cheerleader. That's a cl- that's a uh, she's got class levels.
1: Yeah, and Mariah's got mysterious wave powers. Who knows what she can do?
2: She has a fish. Choo <laughs> choo me. That is pooping. listen to it entertain you.
1: <laughs> anyway, the fish starts pooping. Uh, that's very important. <laughs>
0: I love we then cut back to the undernut where they just continue to have on multiple monitors Bellary's mom and Peach Lips arguing and <laughs> Dellinson being like, yeah, I'm two days from retirement. Nothing could possibly go wrong for me. Just got to save my favorite student. And then it's pension for Dellinson.
2: Presumably that is a like Dellinson is like watching that on a monitor because when he first popped up, he looked over at to that to, other talk, monitor to, to yeah. talk to her
1: to talk to her. I do like, we cut back to the Hainer just before they're uh, taking off. I like that Bellery's got one foot hooked under the railing and the other like on top to stabilize himself. That's some zero-G nonsense. I
2: always like it when they acknowledge like the zero-G nonsense with stuff like that. It's it's always a nice little touch. Yeah, Kevin
0: always calls it Gundam Gravity, which I am also fond of. Because people can just <laughs> walk around and be just fine until Lacus Klein decides she must float away like a <laughs> mythical fairy. And then she can also do that just fine. <laughs> I love Gundam gravity.
2: Well, and uh, next to Bellry are Naredo and Raya, who are perfectly fine standing on the ground.
1: It's like, I, I think you're just exactly buoyant <laughs> um, <laughs> at all no, times. No, you're only
2: as buoyant as you want to be, Tyler. Yeah, buoyancy
0: control. It, that is the
2: power of the new type. <laughs> Oh no, you know what it is? They it's have swim based, bladders. It's based on your level of optimism. That's why Lacus has such a hard time walking in grav or in Zero G, because she has a tendency to float everywhere.
1: She's just too happy about the future. Yes. No, me
0: RNA can float sometimes. Anyway, they're putting a new backpack on the G Self. It's a reflector.
2: Ida they- does some drive-by exposition. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Clem hops out of uh of engineering bay to be like it reflects beams. It's super rad. And uh, Adam Smith, famed economist and mechanic, comes up to tell him not
0: to be jealous about it.
2: Well, Klimnik was annoyed because they couldn't install one on the Montero. Yeah.
0: Bellary's annoyed they're using him as a guinea pig. But Hoppa's like, ah, it'll be fine. We thickened your defenses. Also, we installed a manual. Be sure to be sure to play through the tutorial before this mission, Bellary. <laughs>
1: then we get Bell's mom telling Dellinson to do a good job. Gambate.
2: Well, I mean, she said, you know, I'm counting on you to, you know, rescue her her son, who as far as anybody knows at this point, Belry has actually been a prisoner this whole time. Whatever the hell that actually means yeah, what in this was world. Their... But at the same time, like Yeah, but they might have judged him by pirate law. <laughs>
1: What was their plan to invade the megafauna to like board it? Like, what they didn't announce that they wanted him back or anything they in just... this
2: episode? Yeah. <laughs> they
0: probably did right before distributing the Novsky particles. As we know, that's the move. Make your demands <laughs> and then ensure they cannot be answered. Some call that the America. <laughs> back to Bellary, who kill him. Nick is like, hey, since they gave you the reflector, I'm expecting you to be my shield.
2: We're on a suborbital. Uh... Tra- uh, suborbital course.
0: No, we're not. We're now going to be bombarded by exposition from six different ways, all of which is different and not paying attention to what came before. <laughs> Don't go into freefall. Everyone knows that's bad in Gundam. Only 100% of Gundams survive freefall.
2: <laughs> but is the G Self really a Gundam yet?
0: Also, General Suragon wants our research on UC era authentication methods expedited
2: the hell does that mean? How is it relevant?
0: I know what it means. How is it relevant to anything going on? <laughs> that means he wants Bell to
1: be shot at and to use the reflectors uh, so that they can fast track reflector research.
0: Naredo and Raya, meanwhile, are sneaking onto a Fryscop in a
2: closet, and a couple of pilots are uh, hopping on board.
0: I love that they
1: have pirate insignias on their helmets. Like, it's just well, to make sure.
0: I mean, for this sort of false flag operation, you would want as much pirate signage as possible,
2: right? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they weren't even wearing dog tags. <laughs> I do love the idea of not just not giving them dog tags, though, but, like, tattooing them, I am a
0: pirate, all over, <laughs> just yar over the butt.
2: <laughs> That's why, uh... Ida has the two hair ornaments like yeah. that because they took away the other ones. They're like, okay, you have to use these skull and crossbones.
0: Yeah, Only only pirate paraphernalia. <laughs> pirate
1: paraphernalia, if you will.
0: So we cut the Delinson, the unworthy Delinson, as he has now decided to call himself for reasons, explaining that the plan is to drive the ship up from with forces coming from the earth into him so he can rescue Belry and take back the G-Self Again, what are the stakes? Why do they want the G self?
1: Because this cool new mobile suit. As because far as I can tell, they stole that's...
2: it from us. Well, they stole it from them first, <laughs> but they stole it away from them. So... Well,
1: well, they stole it from Roraya, and we don't know what faction Roraya is, is part say,
0: of. Is whoever has the G self at the end of the anime the winner?
2: <laughs> is <it> the flag? <laughs> it's, it's, now, it's like it, a hot
1: potato. It's just worth ten extra bonus or victory points.
2: And he does actually also say Belri and the other two. So he is trying to get Rariah and Naredo back as well.
1: Anyway, his team is like, the megafauna's going up too high, and Delenson's like, we already knew that. Helmet time! He's the only person who respects proper helmet hygiene this entire episode. Episode or series? Uh, well, I don't know about the rest of the series. I yet.
2: like how Adam Smith has a helmet specially designed Before for his, his clown hair. hair. Again, a military wouldn't build that, but a pirate.
1: I It didn't occur to me that that's why his helmet was that shape.
2: I don't know if it is, but it certainly makes sense, doesn't it?
1: So now anyway, we get to see the mobile suits launching.
0: Would it kill them to give us a good old G-Arcane launching, G-Self launching? Imagine Nick giving the Montero. I shall launch and defeat them all, for I am a genius. Haha! engage, catapult. <laughs> well,
1: Except the catapult engages halfway I... through his speech and interrupts exactly.
0: him. Exactly, and I then, don't he...
2: think and they then can... the water bottle bonks him in the head. Because I don't think they actually have a catapult on the, on the megafauna. Mm. We haven't seen them use one yet.
0: Fair. Uh, Bellary gets told to fold up his reflector when he's not reflected. And instead, it looks like a cool shark fin.
2: So he flies over, docks with his uh, Fryscop without wearing a helmet. Like, this is the weirdest thing to me.
1: He doesn't
0: even zip up his flight suit all the way. Look, you don't do the top button, and the helmet is just the top button of space. <laughs> Naredo and Rariah confirm that Bellary is, in fact, on the right Fryscop. And the pilots are like, hey, we trust you. You've proven you're good at this, but try not to die. And Bellary's is like, good idea.
2: We know you're good at this, and we trust you, guy who's from our enemies working with us, kinda.
0: Why didn't we put Ida in the G-Self? Actually, the more I think about it, why didn't we just put Ida in the G-Self? We've got some mooks. Surely one of them has an arcane license.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, why Why not use Ida in the G-Self, because she can drive it. And Bob is in somebody, the arcane. Is, so, is, is the G-Arcane also not usable by anybody else but Ida? I That would make sense why they're both Gs, but we haven't been told that. But at the same time, like if the gr if the G self is more important than the gr cane because the gr cane is based on the G self, why not put the guy whose loyalty in theory should be more questionable because he's literally just a dude from your enemy, or just not GR give Kane? him a mobile
1: suit at all because there are other people who could pilot? Well, oh, maybe the only other person who could actually why didn't um, Cahill take out the gr arcane Was it not ready yet? Why was he taking a grunt suit?
0: They were doing maintenance on it between the
1: two. We do know that.
0: Also, that was his custom grimoire. Thank you. That's fair. The Grimor Cahill custom. 10% more resistant to beam Vulcans.
1: (laughs) That's a weird Cahill to die on.
0: There's a scene where Naredo puts Rariah's helmet down and Rariah just has no luck with oxygen and starts (laughs) asphyxiating again before Naredo finds the air button.
1: is not having a good time. Why
2: didn't you turn on the air first?
1: Uh, Anyway, the uh, fry shop takes some turbulence, and the Harabi, in my favorite joke in this episode, yells, environment check, and uh, Naredo tells it to shut up, and it's like, environment check?
2: (laughs) It is pretty funny.
0: But
1: we see that is starting to form nearly coherent sentences, which is new.
0: Cut to some capital army guys going into space, where they're like, we'll shoot missiles when we're in range. That's our job.
2: And oh no, the enemy ship has launched f frogs, I'm just gonna call them frogs. Frog rats. Papa. Oh no, the radio is jammed. They've got incoming problems. Steer
0: is doing squats to prepare <laughs> to steer. The
2: captain reiterates that the plan is
0: they'll attack so that the capital won't notice their space fleet's movements.
2: Do we think this blonde guy's actually blind, and that's why he never takes off his sunglasses?
0: No, he's just channeling that Quattro Begino look, <laughs> which is back in style. It's been enough cycles now since he was first wearing that in the Space Eighties.
1: The Space Eighties. Um, I just assumed he's doing that because he's stuck on permanent island time uh, with his outfit. He actually fell into like the, an island vortex and can't get out of it. It's it's his Fantastic Four power.
2: So they uh, they radio Clem to be like, hey, be careful and be ready for a fight in zero G.
1: I love that Clem is constantly hydrating.
2: (laughs) This is really funny (laughs) to me. He's a genius, Tyler. He knows how important (laughs) hydration is. Yeah,
0: I like to think his real advantage is just he's got that liquid IV going on. He's (laughs) just, just like, I
2: have the perfect blend of electrolytes and salt for mobile suit combat. And he radios Ida and is like, yeah, make sure you don't go to the front, Ida, because you would be... In danger?
0: It would be a shame if you did something this series. Girls aren't allowed to the front for another eight years in Gundam. Then we get an eye catch. It's got girls in it.
1: I'm taking a moment to reflect on life. And by that, I mean shoot giant lasers out from the energy formed by other people shooting giant lasers at me. Hi, and welcome to episode six of Freaking and Gisa and G. Uh, the one where we're in space, finally. Not for very long, but finally... I'm personally writing high on having harvested some potatoes. I'm very excited about that fact, and I posted about that in the Discord, uh, where I'm also going to just sneak in a little plug for our Patreon. I also posted a ranking of 50 more or less random Batman villains that we let Jeremy decide. It was fun. Good time all around. And I suppose that's both my plugs done at once, Uh, potatoes and the Joker. What do they have in common? They're both on our Discord this week, I guess. <laughs> Other than that, uh thank you for listening. Our next episode will be the recap of the first Ruck and Gisa movie. Uh, more less of a recap and more of a highlights, points that are different in the movie. Um generally we all think the movie is better, so if you're on the fence about watching Ruck and Gisa NG, this is my official recommendation at this point. To watch the movie instead. Uh Jeremy says that the second movie is way less good though, so Maybe pick up the show from that point. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Let's get back to some space shenanigans. I'll I'll talk at you next week. Okay. Bye. Back from the eye catch, we see the G self on an F rug.
0: These are fryscops
2: alti- gaining altitude. Capital army also just refers to the fryscops as F rugs because they're the same idea. I think.
0: Anyway, the pilot's are like, hey, uh, we're going to run out of fuel if we keep s- climbing like this. And Rariah is like, my fish is standing up. And is like, oh my god, is she becoming lucid, <laughs> noticing a fish? Is she gaining sentience?
2: Well, I think it's more of like, she used a full sentence. That's true. Yep. And it kind of an abstract thought.
1: So they reach the end of the arc and the G-Self jumps off so that it can get over the horizon of the earth.
2: To photograph the other side of the horizon, presumably to get a look at the enemy fleet. fleet Because yep. it sees it.
0: In the movie, there's a line of dialogue to set this up so that Bellary would have a reason to think there might be a fleet there. <laughs> it's like, it's a real improvement to the storytelling.
2: Yeah. Cause here he's just kind of doing it and it's like, Oh yeah, there they are. How do you, why, why would you think they'd be there? But then he has suddenly jumped. So he's like, I hope
0: this random piece of metal that G-Self spit out at me was a USB. <laughs> <laughs> and it
1: turns out it was. And so he copies his picture onto it. And now, now it's time to put his helmet on. It turns out that's why he had his helmet off the entire time.
0: Anyway, it's Manav's clock, which means it's time for a fight.
1: <laughs> they presumably issued some demands that
0: were ignored,
1: were ignored.
0: Uh, the captain is second-guessed. But apparently the ship has barriers.
1: I do love that he's like, prepare the barriers. And Glasses guy is like, isn't it early for that? And then immediately we cut to the people being like, let's launch missiles at the underside.
2: Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of um Kate sits on F-Rugs. And they, apparently these guys are also very determined to rescue Bellary. Because they're going to adhere to the operation to rescue Bellary.
0: Operation Bell- Rescue Bellary is a go. Begin by firing missiles at
2: Bellary. <laughs> Begin by firing missiles at the ship that he is theoretically on. I guess these are doobies. I think that's because they have rockets on them. Uh,
0: anyway, we reuse that Catesus animation with a new background, which is actually a real good animation, and I probably would not have noticed if it wasn't in the opening sequence.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the big problem with that one, is because it's in the opening sequence... You can't hide that you're reusing it, even though it is actually pretty smooth.
1: I wasn't sure how they got that far into space. I'm a little
0: dubious. Anyway, a bunch of beams get shot at Bellary. But will you believe it? The reflectors reflect it. And he's like, what's going on?
2: <laughs> the <whole> thing <laughs> is they don't actually reflect it. They absorb the energy.
1: Yeah, reflector is maybe not a good name for what this does.
2: Yeah, it actually like more absorbs the shots.
1: Oh, no, never mind. Delinson takes off his helmet. Well, because uh, he he's got
2: to see, it's like, that looks kind of like the G-Self. Let me get a better look. So he takes off his helmet. <laughs> let, let me get a better look by retracting my visor. Is it completely under pirate control now? Have they painted skulls and crossbones <laughs> on it? Oh, come on. It's not part of the crossbone vanguard, Delinson. They so... were wiped out hundreds of years ago, I think. <laughs> but Delinson launches his uh, boosters at Belry,
0: Who then
1: shoots them down, and he's like, that was a crazy move and then prepares for maximum bull impact.
0: Uh, there's some pretty cool bu- Vulcan use in this episode, I will say, which is always fun.
2: I don't know why this series seems to have such a dislike of actually showing people wearing actual visors. God forbid any of those cockpits get breached in space. Yep. I just, You just put it down real quick.
1: <laughs> it's a free action. You do actually have about six seconds before you d- die of that, but it would not be pleasant to... Be exposed to the vacuum of space. So
2: yeah, but I mean, you're already fighting, so your your mind is already in about three different, three dozen different places.
1: I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying it's not see, the most. The bridge deadly. crew
2: is intelligent. They're
0: all yeah. wearing theirs. I love this bit where to dodge missiles, they like just just fire their aft thrusters three times, and we see steer like push the button three times super <laughs>
2: emphatically.
0: I love the animation well, and, on it,
2: and she calls it out. I, I actually. I, I really like when they use stuff like that, because that is very much in that kind of like bridge operation, like repeating orders and stuff like that and calling out what you're doing.
1: Aim low, and Uh Then the captain takes off his visor because it's like, oh, we're out of missile danger now, obviously.
2: Should we have uh, Ida return?
0: And so Killam's like, well, I guess I'm going to go help the main character. You guys who don't have names support the megafauna. That's what we have you for.
1: Meanwhile, cut to Delison be like, you killed some dudes. Like t- t- Tolly? Tell us? I already forgot his name. Kelly Savali.
2: I have homing I lasers! I d I don't think Bellary has actually killed anybody in the g cell
1: Tresso. The guy's name is Tresso.
2: I don't think the G cell has killed anybody. He yet. killed Cahill. He did kill Cahill. Only Cahill. Yeah, but that that wasn't one of that Delinson's wasn't one of Fred. Delinson's friends. Well, uh, that's they fair. were pen pals. <laughs> Because is like, you know how many of our they friends went, you've killed? It's like, um. They went to captain school together. Although he could just be referring to the pirates because, uh, Clem Nick did do a pretty good number on a bunch yep. of them.
1: Yeah. Let's say like Clem's taking names left and right.
2: Uh, not in the movie, he's not. Although I don't know if he's actually, like, he specifically, in the episode when he went to rescue Ida, was specifically not killing people.
0: Yeah. I don't remember how it went when had engaged him because he did use his force field when he got triangle attacked. And I don't know what happened there. I don't know if fourth fields are lethal.
2: Oh, I guess a bunch uh, He Dillenson was the only one that got back, but it's it is very weird.
0: One of them just fell into the ocean at the end.
2: Presumably ran out of energy. So why didn't you guys just go? Re- you know, recover the pilot. Uh, they're not waterproof. He drowned immediately. Oh, so it's uh, GTA Three rules. Yeah, no, Sonic the Hedgehog rules.
0: Uh, Bellry shoots off the elf bull's shield. We get another very cool. Airbag? airbag shot maybe my favorite scene added to the movie is between episode three and four when they're going to the pirate base there's a sh- just a bunch of shots of how long it takes and there's one of a and naredo cuddled up in the airbag <laughs> sleeping <laughs> on the way there
2: dellinson is yelling at how man that's a uh <laughs> that should have been a direct hit at why aren't you dead yet
0: and Bellary goes into what I can only call the Recongista in G-Space, which is, you know, <laughs> just a purple acid trip zone they go to sometimes. It's kind of
2: like the space that the Double would create.
0: Yeah, except for mostly it's for self-monologues or so action can happen on screen and we cannot know what's going on. And he's like, oh, man, I can't believe the Capital Army constructed a mobile suit like that with two <laughs> guns and... Lasers. It's that got homing lasers. Transform. My mom was way too ignorant of what they were doing because it's so cool.
2: You should buy one now.
1: <laughs> so anyway, they shoot at each other. The beams clash Dragon Ball Z style, and which it's, is kind of cool.
2: Well, they don't clash Dragon Ball Z style. They just run into each other and explode. If it was Dragon Ball Z style, they would just sit there and shoot at each other until one of them pushed the other one away.
0: So Clem Nick, a genius, shows up to exposit that they are in the atmosphere and the G-Self is falling.
1: So Clem javelin whips the rifle out of the bull, elf bull, elf Elf bull. bull. I couldn't remember if it was bull, elf, or elf bull.
0: (laughs) That's a load of bullock. But he gets homing lasered for his trouble and blasted into his own airbag.
2: And uh, we get kind of like an evil thing as uh, the elf bull is ready to take a part out of uh,
0: Clem Nick. But Bellry comes to the rescue and is like, "Lieutenant, you're a good pilot. Kick him!" <laughs> <laughs> but before Klimnik can, Bellry rams into him.
2: Yeah, just the just the uh, shield charge. And <laughs> I love Klimnik like, did he seriously just ram him?
0: Which makes the G self start glowing. But he exposes his back. Luckily for Bellry, the reflectors now make a giant beam shield behind him, and that lets Bellry teleport behind Delinson to smash him with his shield. Well, like
2: it. <sighs> and then it's really he's in two unc- parts and we don't see how it happened. Yeah, it's really <laughs> unclear because like Delonson goes to transform back into like the jet mode and it gets the shield caught. But it's like, how did Bellry get here?
1: Yeah, we, we missed, I feel like, three or four small transition scenes. Anyway, Bellry puts a beam rifle to the cockpit and pulls the damn trigger and via <laughs> contact link, Delonson's like, Belry and Bell-
0: like, oh, that feels like Bellry.
2: That's how Bellry would shoot a gun at me with murder <laughs> me. Huh. I mean that's how he got uh, Cahill. And then Bellry's like, "Oh wait, that was the instructor." How did Delinson know it was
0: Bellry? The Be- De- Delinson says something, so I understand that. Did he feel it through the force? Is Delinson <laughs> a new type? There were no new type flashes. Maybe
2: he was saying something.
0: I, uh,
1: maybe something happened when the shield contacted. We don't know. The show doesn't want to tell us. And then he explode.
0: And then Delenson is dead, and I can remember a dad's name again now that that series is over. <laughs> so thank you, g reco
2: And Belry blames him for bringing out a new model.
0: It's your fault for transforming. That's why you died. This is why Zack hates transforming mobile suits. No transformation. <laughs> it's because he
1: resorted to cheap tricks like transformation. Anyway, he <laughs> falls into the atmosphere, and the entire reflector apparatus just gets burnt up.
2: But the thrusters on the G-Self were good enough to hold him in place. Yep. And then he's like, wait a minute, isn't Clem Nick around here somewhere?
1: I do like that even though he's like clearly distraught over Delon's and he does have the presence of mind to not just fall into the atmosphere.
0: And he's like, ooh, my out gauge is fully charged. <laughs> I'll remember to hit
2: circle if I need it later. Hey, wait a minute, Clem Nick should be around here somewhere. Oh, is he entering the atmosphere just eye totally on a crash course?
1: He's on a Gundam, that's not going to go well.
0: But with the reflector fully charged, if I press circle, I can summon a phoenix to protect him <laughs> and heal him as he's taking damage from the atmosphere.
1: We cut to Clem Nick, who's like, man, it's getting hot in here. This sucks. I refuse to die this stupid way because the controls won't work. But then a random G-self phoenixes.
2: Yeah, anyway, have you read the Dark Phoenix saga? Del <laughs> <laughs> re-does that. Yeah, so he just catches the Montero It as like a big phoenix. Blue Phoenix-looking thing. It's a flow of gas. Which I do kind of like as a cooling
0: method for re-entry. But it does seem like this just happened because Bellry willed it. And it's implied to be re- uh, connected to the reflector, but how? Nick asks how, and Bellry's like, eh. <laughs> Ask Hapa. Ask the writers.
1: He did have air balls from last episode, though.
0: Yeah, but that wouldn't help you
1: re-enter, would it? It would, yeah. air is an amazing insulator. I guess that's true. Anyway, they re-enter Atmosphere.
2: And, uh, Bellry is, was wondering, you know, what happened to the guys that were coming up from below? And he's like, and, so Klimnik points out, hey, they, they were pushing the thing to the limit to get where they were.
0: So now Bellry decides to mope about the fact that he might have killed Dellinson. And Nick has to be like, hey, reverse thrusters, we don't want to, like, fall into the ocean still.
2: We're not done yet, dude. But then they
1: manage to land on the megafauna, which apparently re-entered before them?
2: And uh, they, the guys in Bellary's, like, platform were like, you know, hey, they're both damaged, but they're okay. And then they get a shock as uh, Naredo appears behind them.
0: Why does she reveal herself like this? I feel like this can only get her in trouble. Uh, anyway, Mariah throws poop in a guy's face.
1: And the other guy is like, we should change that water. That fish is filthy. <laughs> and that solves all the tension.
2: And they're going back to the island?
1: That's the last place they'd look, right? I just realized that steer is wearing a shower cap. In addition to the
0: helmet. To keep her hair nice yep. and neat. Uh, anyway, they debrief in the hangar. And the captain's like, is this the same model from the other day? And Bellary's like, I don't know. It seems a little cooler. So they could get two model kits out of it. <laughs>
2: this one has a different paint scheme. And then Ida is like, hey, let Bellary leave. Because at the very least, I'm aware enough of people to realize that he is fucked up right now. So he
1: walks away and Nick is immediately like,
0: I like that kid. He's got moxie.
2: <laughs> also, the reflector
0: worked. Even though he
2: was using it for the first time. And the main body is just barely scratched on the G-self.
0: The captain's like, it was our cool reflector. We should get the credit. It looks pristine
2: from the shot that we were given of it, but.
0: So Bellary is in a room moping about how he must have made up Dellinson's death.
2: As Naredo is sitting on the floor next to him. (laughs) And
0: Variety comes in to be like, look, I got fresh water for my fish. And Belry's like, yeah, good job. And then he remembers Delinson scolding him and starts to have some PTSD and goes straight into that good old denial. The so Narado goes to comfort him while Rariah goes to hassle Ida.
2: <laughs> be like, "It also tr- seems to be here?
0: To talk to, to Belary or something.
2: Bellary, which is a little bit weird given her attitude previously surrounding Uh, Bellary.
1: He's also put his life on the line multiple times. because, like
2: A captain for a captain. They're even now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
1: he's explicitly said, like, I'm fighting for your ship to try to make up for it, and he's done it multiple times. Well, I
2: said that in, like, even when I was thinking of, of that, we've also seen that Ida is able to largely put her own personal feelings about stuff aside in order to get the job done or whatever she feels like she has to do. And clearly he's distraught, So it could just be one of those situations. Uh, So that's the end of the episode.
0: I think it works better in some ways. It's the most Monster of the Week episode we've got so far. Last week's was pretty much that too, but it also had a bunch of Core Fighter nonsense going on. I guess this one has (laughs) Reflector nonsense going on, but that doesn't feel as bad to me.
1: It's at least like an interesting mechanic. I'm interested to see if we'll ever bring the Reflector back.
2: Probably not. Or if not. it's just a one-off buy all of our playsets and toys upgrade kit, basically. Do you have a high point, Tyler? What is my high point? Weirdly, it's actually
1: going to be Bellry going into denial in his bedroom about killing Delinson. Um, I like that we actually get a serious character moment out of him, who has otherwise been a very happy-go-lucky character.
2: Zach? Mine's going to be somewhat similar to that, but it's the, uh, like, right after he does it, like, right after he kills him and basically has his little breakdown, but then pulls himself back together in order to, like, oh, things are still problematic, I have, I, I can't break down yet type of situation. I actually really like that because it does play into his kind of optimism and the fact that he is supposed to be a fa- fairly intelligent character.
1: Yeah, the fact that he skipped a couple grades and is, like, presumably a competent pilot.
2: Mm-hmm. What's your high point, Jeremy? Man,
0: I don't know. Because, like, I, feel, I find this episode to be very flat. Yeah, I did too, overall. Like, there's some cool action stuff with the elf bull, but I feel weird giving it to that given how uneven the ending of that fight is. Even though there are a lot of bits in the middle I really like. Uh, I guess it's going to be the shot of it doing the, like, Gundam devil transformation thing, even though it's not a Gundam, to Clem Nick before Bell recharges it. I think that part of the sequence is pretty good.
2: The animation on Bell recharging it is also very good. I, that, that is very well done. Although, I don't think we can really take away the animation in this series so far. I mean, other than that reused shot from the, from the Kate sits.
0: Like I said, e- that's even a good shot. I would not have complained at all if I didn't see it literally every week.
1: <laughs> uh, I was going to say runner-up. Also, that stupid joke that the horror bee makes where Naredo tells it to be quiet and it just says the same thing, but slightly quieter um, was really funny to me.
0: What's your low point,
2: Tyler?
1: Um, I think I'm going to go with that scene where uh, four different characters gave Belri expositional dialogue <laughs> um, and it just all completely ignored that any of them were having a conversation.
2: Zach this one's a little tougher I think I'm gonna go with the ending of the fight between Belry and Delinson because I legitimately do not know what happened Delinson rolled
0: bad on his positioning <laughs> he crit failed and failed accidentally lost half of his body you see uh the elf bowl is two units zach and he moved out of unit coherency so the bottom <laughs> had to be removed from the battlefield and then
2: when i watched this the first time i thought i had just looked down at the wrong moment and lost a, a bit of uh you know context but watching it here no i didn't it just legitimately doesn't make any sense okay that would be mine but since you took it what does the reflector do what does being
0: at full charge mean? <laughs> what what was Bellry trying to do to save Klimnik, and w- what did he do instead?
1: Yeah, what happened on purpose versus on accident?
2: I I don't know. It's it's so so nonspecific, and like you don't have to necessarily explain everything. But I came out of this episode with more questions. I think the G cell teleported at one point, but because the time it did that, it was showing Belry specifically in the cockpit and it didn't show anything? It might like, just
1: be bad storyboarding. Who knows?
2: It, yeah, because, well, the, the shot before that, they're clearly separated by a pretty good distance. And then they're not. And well, I'm like, what?
1: But Belry did go, whoa, at one point, so who knows
2: what happened during that? Well, that's, it's kind of my point because he does say that, but it doesn't show you outside of the G self to kind of give you an indication of hey, the something wacky happened here. We just have Bellary going, What's going on? And it's like, Well, is it the reflector? Is it the G self? We already know that thing does some weird shit. Like, what the heck is going on right here? So,
0: do you have an MVP, Tyler? choo Jumi. Um, no, <laughs> not a character.
2: It was standing up,
1: it was standing up. I think it's got to be Dellinson for me. He was the person who wanted to do the most of this episode. He was trying to rescue his student, and then he got shot in the face for it. Um, and this is the only opportunity he's going to get after this point, I assume.
2: Zach? Unless he comes back with a vengeance, all a mula flaga. Oh, I was going to uh,
1: say uh, Kigali's dad's ghost.
2: <laughs> so we have the, the ghost of Captain Dellinson. I hear what you're saying a lot with, with Dellinson, but I think... I think I'm actually going to go ahead and give it to Bellery. I mean, the, the early part of the episode, not stellar on that count, but at the end of the episode, especially like right after he gets, he takes Dell sit down and then right at the end of the episode there, we get so much like just minor character stuff. That's very important that I think it's uh, it puts him over the top for me. Yeah. I actually completely forgot all that happened. I changed my answer to Bill. Um, <laughs> Bill? Bill. People
1: call
0: him Bell. I heard Bill, like the PC guy, Bill Ray. Would you guys think I was taking the piss if I said steer? (laughs) A (laughs) little (laughs) bit. She dodges missiles. Her name is steer. Uh, She presses a button three (laughs) times. She gets the megafauna in space and then somehow back to Earth before them. (laughs) I guess I will also go with Bellary. (laughs) But I'm really considering steer. Do we want to add the elf bull to our mobile suit list? I don't think it's going to show up again. I think uh, so. Sure. The first thing that comes to mind to compare it to, to to me is the Regnant, which is the mobile armor Louise drives at the end of Gundam Double I don't think it's as good as that, despite being very similar. I actually the, think I like the Elf bowl better.
2: The Regnant gets a lot of powerful character points. But if I use the metric that we decided on before and assume uh, the Build Diver's main character is driving it, I yeah, think it's I have to it to the Elf uh,
0: That surprises me, but fair enough. The next transforming mobile suit we have on the list is the Aegis. It's not as good as the it's Aegis. It's not as good as the Aegis, no. Oh, I, I I passed the Gaia Gundam. That's technically a transforming mobile
2: suit that I also don't think it's as good as. I think I prefer the Gaia. It, the guy has got a much better color scheme.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, the Elf Bull is better than the Elf Bullock because it's blue, at least. But
0: Okay, another mobile suit of Mentor Drives. Better or worse than the Mo- Mobius Zero? Better than the
2: Mobius, I think.
1: I, I do like its funnels, but on its design is uh, not age-well in my I head.
2: I actually really like the design of the Mobius Zero. This one's actually really tough for me. Homing lasers, though. Yeah, that's true, but I, I'm i not a huge fan of homing lasers.
1: They they don't make sense in terms of physics. That's why I once played a uh, tabletop character that had homing lasers.
2: Although at this point, I also, because it's been something I've been doing recently, every time I hear homing laser, I just hear the chick from uh Gunbuster. I think I have to give it to the Moby Zero. I think I agree. I like the Moby Zero more. Uh better
0: or worse than the RX 78 Gundam. The uh worse worse I think, than the RX 78, I think. The I think. OG RX 78. Okay, I agree. Better or worse than the Destroy Gundam.
1: Ooh.
2: <sighs> I think the Destroy Gundam, because honestly, in a month or two, I'm probably gonna forget what the Elf Bull is. The destroy Gundam ain't going nowhere.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. So the Elf Bull will go at number seventy eight, above the regnant and below the destroy gundam.
2: That's still much higher than I would have initially expected.
1: Yep, especially for a transformer. It's more than meets the eyes.
0: That'll do it for this episode. Is there anything else you guys want to say about it?
1: I'm excited to see where this goes in terms of character development. Now that Bellroy's got some angst to deal with, we're maybe finally getting into shitty teenager territory of the show.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I'm 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 kind of looking forward to that. Someone does need to tell Bellroy that you don't have to shoot someone in the cockpit. Uh- I <laughs> like Jesus Christ my dude <laughs> stop aiming for that <laughs> you need to go to the Kira Yamato school of aiming somewhere else <laughs> but I am looking forward to that is it, like are they going to carry this forward I hope so I hope it doesn't isn't just at the end of the episode oh no look Barry had a breakdown in next episode he's you know back to happy go lucky although this preview does have a pretty good indicator that maybe not because it looks like Belry is angry
1: yeah that's the angriest I think we've seen him no I mentioned at the uh, beginning of this episode that I was like kind of feeling fatigued with it and it's mostly because I don't see where like all the episodes feel the same and the real problem is actually the disappointment that I like the vibes of the show so much that I really want it to go somewhere and it keeps not going somewhere and I am like very I'm constantly hopeful and even more so now that it might actually go somewhere now (laughs) but we'll see.
0: All right, join us next time for either the mass corps fierce assault or go core booster.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what the movie's called. The movie is called Go Core Booster. Go core booster. Holy shit, that is a terrible, terrible title. (laughs) You don't have to know what you're listening to to listen.